get married? Yes. How come you're not married? Some sin I commit, maybe. Now, that's where I, I will come in. When you tell me I'm very happy, I have no desire to get married. I have no desire for the opposite sex. I got no desire for the same sex also. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll say it's a gift from heaven, amen? It, it, there are people like that. Yeah? Amen? The Bible calls them eunuchs. For the kingdom of God. Oh, King James, yes. Amen? But I don't like this kind of attitude. You know, that comes and, and you know, there's some sin, brother. You need to pray about it. As if they're not under a heavy load. You add the load on them. Okay? Then, Pastor Prince, if they don't have children, what's the problem? What is the problem? Tell me what's the problem. I'll tell you, when I look at my Bible, I look at women who are barren. I, I look at them carefully. I look at one after another. And I found out women who are barren in the Bible, women who belong to God's kingdom who are barren, when finally they believe God and they give birth, that child is a champion. Amen. Samson's mother was barren. When she believed God, Samson came forth. John the Baptist's mother, Elizabeth, was barren. In her old age, when she believed God, all right, John the Baptist came forth. Greatest of all prophets, Jesus said. Amen. Isaac was born of a barren mother. And the, list, the list goes on and on and on and on. But you know what? All of them became champions. So you know what we should tell them? You know, the devil is attacking your womb. The devil is attacking both of you. Stand tall. All the promise of God in Christ is yes. Resist the devil in Jesus' name. Now, Pastor Prince, it's been three years. So what? Keep on fighting. Keep on persevering. Now, if you don't want to, it's okay. There's no condemnation. As long as you don't say, God meant for us to be like that. It's God's will for us. Don't say that. Okay? Can I have a good amen? amen? Now, if you look at people's lives around us, I can show you testimonies. And here's where we bring uh, Pastor Matthews again. His wife is here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he has escaped because of what happened last night. <laughs> last night I brought him out to the point that, you know, I think he, he's somewhere else hiding. <laughs> amen? Pastor Matthews. You all know how Pastor Matthews looked like, right? The high priest. <laughs> His lovely wife, Rachel, is here. And Rachel is now pregnant, okay? Still. <laughs> I can't remember her not being pregnant <laughs> for a long time. Really. <laughs> I told my wife the other day, you know, uh, this, this, this one is the third one. Me, uh, no, 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 this is the fourth one. Me, the third one came out, right? Eh? <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, for seven years, they could not have children. For seven years. And I know they, they wanted children because I was their uh, marriage officiator, all right? And I was their marriage counselor before they married. We, we give people premarital counseling. And I, I was the one giving them premarital counseling. And from the, from, from the first day, they already said, yes, they, they want children. Right? They, they don't have like the kind of like you know, one, two years kind of planning. They want to have children. So for seven years, they did not have children. Now, can you imagine what it's like to believe God during that seven years? And what the devil told them? And yesterday, Pastor Matthews was here. I mean, people would come and, you know, give all kinds of religious ideas. But all the while, they knew that all the promises of God in Christ is yes. In fact, I knew there are people who learn to walk in faith. Because I was the one talking to them, ministering to them. I was also their friend back in those years. Amen. For many years, they believed God. They never gave up. They don't go introspective, you know, trying to find out, oh, is it my sin, or is it your sin, darling, or is it our grandfather's sin? Maybe it's our great-grandfather. No, it's our great-grandfather. It's not your grandfather, it's your grandfather, your Lao Tong. You know? And then we go back, finally it says Adam. 
<laughs> Which is correct. You know? That's why I told you in, in, in heaven, Adam's house is somewhere, got security guard, Gurkha, Gurkha guards, you know? Guarding Adam. Because everybody want to find Adam. All because he was not adamant against his wife's wishes. So, he was here yesterday and, and uh, you know what? The, they keep on believing God. They use verses like the verse we saw just now. They believe those, those verses. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. And they believe God. Can you imagine believing God the first year and six or six more years to go? How would they know in seventh year it will be fulfilled? Can you, I mean, can you imagine if they gave up the sixth year and say, you know, it's God's will for us to be like that. Now I'm saying again, it's okay. Alright? I'm not saying you go to doctors or what. Alright, it's wrong. You go to fertility doctors and all, it's wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. Alright? By all means, these people are working for God also. They are against disease. Anyone's against disease is for God. Can I have a good amen? So by all means, go. Amen. But never say it's God's will. And get religious about it. Because when you say it's God's will, that's it. How to argue with God? But then God's will is revealed in God's word. God doesn't say something and then will another thing. God is not schizo. What God says is what His will is. What His will is, is revealed in His word. God's will and God's word is one. If God says His will is that, you know, He blesses His people, blessing the fruit of your body, that means there'll be a fruit of your body. Amen? Amen. And the seventh year they brought forth. Hallelujah. And now, they are, now the, the problem is the opposite. The anointing is so strong, the blessing is so strong, it's like the law of compensation for seven years of believing God, the seeds of believing God every year. There's so, so much seeds of trust in God, it's all coming forth. You know, that right now, they don't know how to stop. This is the fifth, fourth one, fourth one. Praise God. This is the fourth one. Amen. Uh, uh, for the past few years, it's been like every year you see uh, Rachel, she's pregnant. And the husband is cycling almost every week, trying his best not to look pregnant. Geyser, you know. Anyway, that's why he's hiding somewhere now. Praise God. Well, Pastor Prince, you know what? God did that because he's a pastor. Amen. God does things for pastors, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Really, really, yeah? Yeah. Alright, can you explain this? When they received the seven-year miracle, he was not a pastor yet. Amen. All the promises of God in Christ is yes. And in Christ, amen. What if someone comes and says, you know, but yes, but, but, yes, shout yes to him. Yeah, but there are people, yes. But you don't understand, yes. He'll leave you alone, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's be a yes in a positive way, church, amen. Let's be yes people in a positive way, amen. When you hear God wants to bless you, say yes. God did not send Jesus to die on the cross. Hang there for six hours carrying our sins. So that we, are, we live a life of not sure, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, no, 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 no. Yes, no, yeah, what? <laughs> Jesus looked down six hours on the cross carrying the world's sins. Dying slowly, agonizingly, the worst death. You know, I was, I was talking to Daniel Chong yesterday about Gethsemane, Jesus. I was saying that, think about it. Jesus, in anticipation of carrying our sins in the garden, 
thinking about carrying out, just thinking about carrying our sins, not actually carrying yet. Just thinking about carrying our sins, he sweat drops of blood. We'll never know how much he suffered. For a pure and holy nature, a divine nature to carry all our sins. Honestly, you don't carry the world's sins. You carry your own sins, actually. We only have our sins. And our sins are make, making us miserable. How much more? The whole world's sins smack into your whole being who never knew sin. And at the very moment, in your greatest pain, because pain is defined, all right, at the cross. When you really need God, at that time, God has no choice. God has turned his back. So that God will never turn his back on you. When he needed God, so we'll never know what he went through. Now, Jesus didn't hang there on the cross for six hours for us to have a salvation. Are you safe, brother? I hope so. He didn't die for you to have a wavering, wandering life. Are you listening, church? I mean, it's amazing. I meet Christians still, and there are Christians who say things like, well, we never know who is safe. You know, you go to heaven one day, and uh, you, you see the people that you don't expect to be safe, they are there. <laughs> and you look around you, and you look around you, and you see people that you expect to be there, they are not there. <laughs> the miracle of it all, you are there. Or you're not there, you know? You never know, Pastor. Pastor Prince, you never know. Until you die, then you know. So Jesus went through all that suffering that you might have a life that you might not know. <laughs> Read the Bible and weep for unbelieving believers. Read the Word of God. And this is what the Word of God says. These things have I written unto you. The whole Bible is written for this purpose. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Do you believe on the name of the Son of God? Now these things are written that you may know, know, that you may know, not wonder, not perhaps I think I may, hopefully. <laughs> well, I really hope so, man. If not, nah, chiala. <laughs> that you may know that you have eternal life. Jesus died that you might know you have eternal life. He took your place for you to live the yes, certain life, the sure life, every single day. Because if it's Jesus, all the promises are sure. Amen. If Jesus is the one who qualifies, every single blessing is yes, no wonder it's yes. Amen, no wonder it's amen. It's Jesus. If it's me, if it's you, huh, there's reason for wondering. If it's Jesus, it's an insult to wonder. These things are written that you may know you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. Now we shared sometime back, just two Sundays ago, that, you know, if I owe a man a huge sum of money, $5,000 or whatever, that might not be huge to some of you. Let's say $5,000. And Pastor Joshua, here's my predicament. He comes and he pays 10000 How many know he has overpaid? Right? Yo, you, you don't think so. Okay. He pays 50000 for 5000 Is it an overpayment? A lot of money, isn't it, for $5,000 debt? Okay? Now, there are two problems. Let's say, I don't know about it. And I meet my debtor. Okay? Now, will I still have that, that debt on my conscience? Yes! Now, many people in the world, when they come to God, they have that problem. They don't know their sin debt is paid by the one who hung on the cross. 
Jesus paid. No, Jesus didn't pay. Jesus overpaid. And I want to say that because of who he is, the payment was greater than the debt. All the debt of mankind put together does not come close to the worth and the value of the man who hung on the tree. Amen? Because it's God's darling son. It's an overpayment. That's why the Bible says what we have is much more, much more, much more, much more than what Adam had before he fell. We have much more because the price was much more than the debt. And you know, if I know Pastor Joshua paid the person 50000 for my $5,000 debt, you know what, if I see that, that, that person I owe money, I'm not afraid. He's not only paid, he's overpaid. And God is the one that planned so. God planned this whole plan of sending His Son to die for us because God loved us. Can I have a good amen? And when Jesus overpaid, the world needs to know. So God sent us preachers. Unfortunately, some of us preachers will tell people, yes, Jesus paid the price, but then you also have a price to pay. And then there are those who improve. Alright, salvation? No. Salvation, Jesus paid everything. But for healing, He's got His part, you got your part. Now I'll tell you what is our part today in the new covenant, faith. Our part is the belief. If all the promises in Christ is yes and amen, our part is how much can you believe. It's no more a question of how much do you qualify. That is no more the question today. How much do you qualify for God's blessings? It's no more the question today. The question is how much can you believe? How much of the blessings do you want to receive? How much do you want to say out by faith and say, I claim this in Jesus' name? Hey man, there are Christians, honestly, trust me, there are people who don't want long life. Yeah, you tell them, turn around and say, you know, with long life, you know, I claim long life in Jesus' name. You know what? I, uh, a life down here, just a nice life, happy, okay. Now what the person said, you must respect. You must respect that person. Because God will respect the person. So what I'm saying is that not everybody will claim every blessing, every promise. What I'm saying to you is that, as far as you are concerned, the promises of God is limitless. You can claim everyone. Why? Because it says, for all the promises of God in Christ is yes. Alright? You, 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 can, you can receive every single one from Genesis to maps. Okay, to Revelation. <laughs> every single one of them is yours. Amen. And who qualifies for it? Come on, you got to know this. Who qualified for it? Jesus. Who gets it? Who gets glory out of it? One more time. That's good, isn't it? Amen. Who qualifies for all the blessings? Who gets it? Who gets the glory? Who gets frustrated? Devil. Yeah. And sometimes some Christians also. <laughs> there are Christians who are angry when you prosper. Well, God never meant for you to prosper. God. Take all his money and give it to me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, the Bible says prosperity destroys fools. Today's uh, Proverbs. Alright, no, tomorrow's Proverbs, I think. Prosperity destroys fools. And it says very clearly that if you pray prayers, in other words, if you pray prayers today, God don't prosper me. You know what you're saying? Because prosperity will destroy me. And God says, okay. Amen? I say amen. If prosperity destroys fools, everyone who is prospering will be destroyed. But it doesn't. I say it doesn't. If you're a small-time stealer, prosperity only makes you steal big time. If last time you stole one watermelon, now you steal the whole uh, uh, truckload of watermelons, you know? 
Amen? Now you can do more. But there are people who can help one person with money last time. Now he's helping thousands. Alright? Same money on the floor. A bad person picks it up. It's evil. Pastor Henry picks it up. It's blessed. Amen? Why? It's the person, not the money. But money has a taint of the world, which means money has a danger. And that's why we have to tie that part, because money is known as filthy lucre. It does, alright? But it's how you use it. And that's why we need to sanctify money. And the way you sanctify money is that the Bible says if the first ten is the Lord's, the rest is holy. If the first fruit is holy, the rest is holy. From the book of Romans. If the first ten is holy, holy means set apart to God, the rest is holy. People say, God wants not 10%, Pastor Prince, God wants 100%. Alright, it's not true. Because those who talk like that don't give God a lot. Because all, he, all their money belongs to God. And when God whispers to them, they ignore the whisper. Every Sunday, they tip God. Amen? So what God says, God doesn't want even the, the 90%. God says, give me the 10%, which is mine. If you sanctify the first fruit, it's called first fruit. You must understand that principle. Or else you'll never understand tithing. Alright? The first fruit is God's. The rest is blessed. The rest is holy. Holy means the devil cannot touch it. Either way, you're still tied. Let me just tell you this. You don't tie, you will tie to the doctor, to repair shop, <laughs> buy new tires, and these things like that. I mean, you're, you're tied. Somehow you still lose the 10%. Amen. As for me and my house, we'll trust God's way. Now, you don't see it as a revelation, you see it as a law, you miss the whole point because tithing was before the law. Abraham tied to Melchizedek long before the law through Moses. Amen, church? Now, one more time. This is important for you to realize. There is a problem that all of us have. Our stability. We don't have stability. Alright? Again, I'm preaching very freely because I know mankind. And, and we might have one or two persons feeling very insulted. You know, Pastor Prince, uh, I can keep most of the commandments and all that. Honestly, we who have come this far, we all know there's no such creature on earth. Can I have a good amen? Even the rich young ruler, Jesus, one thing you like. So all we can say is this. We, we glorify God. Alright? Because no one can reach God's high standards. Only Jesus. And thank God it's Jesus who fulfilled all the laws. And then, you know what? What is our problem right now? Even though it's Jesus, all the promises of God cannot be apart from Him. It must all be in Him. In Christ is yes. In Christ is amen. Now, how do I get them? It's all true in Christ, but how do I get them? I'm so unstable. How do I? Do I come to Jesus? You know what's God's way? One more time. All the promises of God were in Christ. In Him is Yes, in Him is Amen. It means in Him. In Him. It's like we are now in this room, isn't it? We are all in this room. Okay? Let's say there's a lot of uh, 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 goodies, you know. If you're a child and down here is all kind of amusement park and amusement... By the way, this place was, was, was uh, uh, assigned to be an amusement park, actually, before we came in. So they raised the roof up for an indoor roller coaster. That was the original idea. Alright? And a high roof is very good for praise and worship. So they didn't know they were designing all this for us. So that plan fell through. We came in, we took over, and now it's the rock. And I can't say there's no amusement. <laughs> amen. But it's better than that up and down high. It's yes, and it's amen. Now the question is this, how to get... Now, Pastor Joshua, come. I'm going to show you something. Let's, let's say Pastor Joshua stands here, and he's, he represents Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus. Okay? Now, all the promises of God, remember this. 
even though it's for you and I, remember this, never, never uh, uh, think of, uh, it's for me, therefore I qualify. Don't think I qualify, think Jesus qualifies. This will help you a lot. Like, uh, we shared with you last Sunday, never ask the question, am I accepted before God? That's a wrong question. That is a question under the law. To ask that question is to put yourself under law. Self-conscious. is to ask this question. You must ask this question instead. Is Christ accepted before God today? Where is He? At the Father's right hand. Is He accepted? You are accepted. Alright? The question is that, does, does God favor me? Does God favor me? That's not the question. That's a question of someone under the law. They're always wondering. The question to ask is this. Is Christ favorable to God today? If He is, you are in Him. So are you. Now once you keep on looking at Jesus, what's going to happen is that you will have a rock-solid faith and a, a foundation for true peace. Peace that no one can take from you. Because it all goes back to the person Jesus. Is He acceptable to God? I must ask, how pleasing is He to God? Okay? He's so pleasing that when God raised Him from the dead, God set Him at His own right hand, which is the center of the universe. That's how pleasing He is to God. And you know what? That's how pleasing you are to God. Whatever he, he went through is for you. Whatever, whoever He is today is what you are before God. Whatever He has is for you. Please know this. Jesus don't have to become a man to be pleasing to God. He was pleasing to God long before He came as a baby. Don't forget that. Alright? But He came to make everything that, that He qualified to become yours. He came to become your representative. So in other words, when He was on the cross, He died, yes, for your sins, but He also died as you. That means that, that part of you that loved to sin, the old man, we call it, is finished at the cross. Amen. Today, there's only a mirage, a lying symptom in your body. You are a new creation. Now, when Christ died, you died. That's why for a Christian, they don't die anymore. Death is finished. We died already. Amen. You take a gun, you shoot me right now, I just step on my body. And I'll haunt you until the day you... No, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I, we, we don't die. Christians fall asleep. Why? Grave, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? So Jesus conquered death. How does He conquer death? He rose from the dead. Now, did He rise as Jesus? Yes, it is Jesus rising. But He didn't rise as Jesus. He rose as us. Because He went to the cross as us. Do you understand? He rose as us. And then notice, when God raised him far above all principality, far above all power and might, far above all dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Who was raised like that in him? You and I. Do you know you are far above the devil? Don't talk to him like that. Or like that. Talk to him like that. That's a position of faith. He looks at your soul all the time. The sole of your foot. <laughs> he knows your sizes. <laughs> Amen. You are far above. Why? Because Christ was raised. Now, where are you? The Bible says when, when God raised Christ, God seated Christ at his, at his right hand. Now, where are you? No wonder the book of Ephesians says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Do you understand that? Okay. Now, the thing is this. All the promise of God is in Christ. The question is, how do we get into Christ? How can I get into Christ? We, we answer, well, you get born again. Well, that's the first step, right? You get born again. But after you're born again, 
sometimes, you know, you see I have the feeling, well, I'm still not very strong, I, I'm still very weak, I'm still wishy-washy, topsy-turvy, tossed to and fro. And that's why the last verse, I'm going to close with this verse, and this, why, this, this is the reason why the verse is, thanks, Pastor Joshua, and this is why this verse is written. How to get into Jesus? Because in Him is all the promises of God. So how do I get in Him? And this verse establishes it once and for all. This is so good. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 5, 1. Are you all learning, church? Praise the Lord. It says here, now once again, verse 20. For all the promises of God in Christ is, yes, and in Christ, amen, to the glory of God through us. Now He, capital H, referring to God. He who establishes us with you. Paul says together as Christians, us, Paul, Silas and all, Timothy and all the rest, with you, all of us Christians. He who established us, the word establish is to firmly fix. He who established all of us Christians with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. So the question even, how do you get to be in Jesus? God established you in Him. God put you in Christ. Once you accept Christ, you must know this. God put you in Christ. What does that mean? In Christ is all the promises of God. In Christ is all the fulfillment of every blessing of God. And God firmly fix you in Christ. Now who did it? God. The reason I'm saying this is because look up here. Some, sometimes as Christians, even though we are in Christ, we still have this idea. But I'm so weak. I, I don't know if I can... My faith is not strong enough to reach out for all these promises. My faith is not strong to reach out for all these blessings. You know, pastor, I, I'm still weak. I can sense it. But then, the Bible doesn't say, you, you firmly establish yourself in Christ. It says, He, it is God who firmly fix you, establish you in Christ. Amen? And then only that, He anointed you once you are in Christ. Uh, now, what, what does the word anointing mean? Anointing means supernatural enablement. In other words, even the ability to believe for the promises of God is not mine. It's Christ. Can I have a good amen? Now, here is where I differ a little bit from the word of faith teaching. Alright? Thank God for the word of faith. Without a word of faith, I don't think I'll be here today. Alright? Word of faith, tremendous teaching. It's an emphasis from God. But I, I differ when people say, you know, faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's true. Alright? Faith does come that way. But you know what the Bible says? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Which means sometimes we are believing God, but we find that we still waver. So what do you do? Pray like this. Father, by your grace, give me the, your gift of faith. To believe for my healing, to believe for my prosperity, to believe for my child's healing or whatever. Ask God for it. At the same time, you open your Bible, say, God, thank you for Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Take everything you got. Whereas I've heard teaching, you know, people say, to pray for faith is just redundant. God doesn't answer that prayer. Because the only way faith comes is by hearing the word. Now, I think the person means well and he, he wants us to spend time in the word. But just to say, faith comes by hearing the word. Let me just tell you this, there are people who don't hear the word and faith is in their hearts. It's a gift from God. I venture to say that many of the people who received from Jesus when He walked on earth didn't read the word every day. 
But when they saw Jesus, God dropped the gift of faith in their hearts. So even the faith to believe God is from God. Isn't that wonderful? Does that help you? And when Jesus says, have the faith of God, he's trying to tell us, ask him for it. But instead, we say, have the faith of God, and we try our best to not waver. <laughs> no wonder, it's not the real thing. It's not the faith of God. It's the faith of Joseph Prince. So I must ask God for his faith. And when his faith rules in my heart, all right, I will appropriate. So notice, God does everything. God fixed you in Christ. God anointed you, which means he enables you to receive the blessings. Isn't that wonderful? And the next thing God does, the last thing is this, who also, now one more time, he who establishes us with you in Christ, in Christ, and has anointed us, is God. Who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now you are in Christ, right? Some of you are afraid you might fall out. There are Christians who are afraid they'll fall out. You know, it's amazing. I, 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 you know that verse where it says, Jesus says, I give them eternal life and no man can pluck them out of my hands. You know? <laughs> and one Christian says, who don't believe in eternal security, said, yeah, but you can jump out. <laughs> Here Jesus is doing his very best to assure us. And he's doing his very best to tell us, no? listen, all right? When I give you eternal life, no one, and that, that, that's not no man. Read carefully in the Greek, it doesn't say no man. Your man is in italics. There's no one can pluck you out of my hands. Then someone says, yeah, but they try to find something. Jesus is doing his best to assure us. And they try to, Christians trying to find something. Yeah, but we can jump out. <laughs> Don't you realize you are a, one of the no one can pluck? Including yourself. Don't flatter yourself. When Jesus says no one can pluck, includes you, you know. Once he gives you eternal life, no one can pluck you out of my hands. Includes you. And then, almost in anticipation of people like this, Alright? Because he knew there'd be some jokers among us. <laughs> Jesus says, My Father is greater than all. And no one can pluck them out of my Father's hands. So now you're in Jesus' hands, and over, over Jesus' hands is the Father's hands. You are enclosed. And this verse says, God sealed us in Christ. Seal! <laughs> Don't buy if the seal is broken. That means what? Yeah, it's been compromised. Seal means what? Guaranteed. Fresh. Amen. Not if God put you in Christ. Who put you in Christ? God. Don't try to be in Christ. You are in Christ. Once you are in Christ, thank God. Now you are in Christ. Don't struggle anymore. Believe God for everything. Believe God even for the anointing to appropriate the promises. Believe God even for the faith to believe God. Amen. And then whatever you need, listen, that's the anointing that gives you the impartation. And then, assure us, God says, He has sealed us in Christ. Seal! You are irreversibly blessed and saved. Today! When you believe on Christ, you are saved forever. Amen. Well, Pastor Prince, how about, if there's a Christian, there's always, there's always someone want to call, question the God's word. Always! You know, God does His very best to assure us, somebody will come up with something to, re to unassure us. Yeah, but Pastor Prince, what if there's a case in the church? He's a Christian. Alright, they always got this scenario, you know. These conspiracies, you know. What if he's, he's a long-time Christian, 25 years Christian. Not only that, he's a deacon in church. And he knows the Bible very well. He teaches Sunday school and all that. Then one day, he becomes a Buddhist. 
Hey, don't talk about Buddhist. He becomes something. <laughs> then what happened? Has he lost his salvation? You know what is my number one? That kind of scenario is very, 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 very vague scenario. Alright? But if there is such a case, I'll tell you this, I've got no problem telling you what the problem is. He was never safe in the first place. There are people who are in church who are never safe. If you are truly, truly, truly safe, if you have received Christ, really believe in Christ, and don't worry, once you have put your faith in Christ, you are saved. Alright? You will never do things like that. You will never renounce your faith. Amen. And that's the approach of people like Charles Spurgeon and all that in the Old Testament. In mean, the Old Testament. The Old Times. In the Old Times. <laughs> yeah, love your pastor. Go ahead. Yeah, see? Don't stop. Ah, come on. Ah, see, ah, see. Going on some more. Amen. Our approach must be this. They are not safe in the first place. Amen. Amen, church. Do you understand? And then, oh, but how do you explain these portions? It says almost like, you know, uh, 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 the dog returned to his vomit. You see, a dog, not a sheep. He was always a dog. You know, there are people who know about Jesus. The Bible says, through the knowledge of Jesus, they escape the pollutions of the world. But they're not safe. There are people who like Jesus' teachings. And they practice it for a while. They look at him as a great psychiatrist. Follow his teaching is great mental health. But they never accept him as savior. So they follow his teaching and the Bible says to a certain measure they escape the pollutions of the world. But then they always go back to what their nature is. The, the pig goes back to wallowing in the mire and the dog goes back to his vomit. Notice it's still a pig, it's still a dog. It's not a sheep. Sheep drop into the mire, the sheep cry. Pig drop into the mire, they shout hallelujah. <laughs> you know the difference. Amen. You don't like it when you sin. Alright, how do I know you're safe? You don't like it. You really don't like it. Alright, the pleasures of sin for a season, but then after that, you don't like it. You don't like yourself being in bondage to it. That shows you are really, really born again. Can I have a good amen? And once you're born again, you're sealed. Sealed in Christ. Alright, the good things cannot go out. The bad things, the, the devil is outside and all that. Cannot come in. The seal. Seal. <laughs> it's like Noah's Ark. You know, no one in the family inside the ark. All the judgment outside cannot come in. Alright? All the people inside will never fall out. Oh, I'm sure they fell. They fell inside. Hmm? Here and there, you know, they, they, they lose their balance, they, they fall, but they fall inside the ark. That tells us, as Christians here and there, we may fall into sin. Here and there we may fall. But we fall in the ark. We are sealed. Amen. And you are sealed in the place where... All the promises of God in Christ is yes in Christ is amen. Live life with a yes and a certainty in all the things of God, and all the blessings and promises of God. And someone comes to you and says, Yeah, but I don't understand why, but I don't know about the person, okay? I'm not a judge of that person's faith. I know what I believe. And what do you believe? You believe in those kind of things that God prospers you and all? Yes! But how about Yes! But you must understand that. Yes! So you're one of those uh, 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 claiming and faithing and amen. <laughs> so you're saying that amen. But how can you amen? And they'll leave you alone in Jesus' name. <laughs> what if tomorrow, all right, you are believing God for something that God has and is available, is yours in Christ. 
Amen. And you just, you just need the arms of faith to take it. It's not a matter of holiness anymore. It's a matter of holiness, church. Look at Jesus when He walked on earth. That prostitute cannot receive healing from Him. That leper cannot receive healing from Him. No one can receive from Him. But we see a different story when we read the Gospels. Everyone unclean received from Him. Today, in the New Covenant, it's a matter of faith. Do you see Him as a good God? Do you believe when you touch Him, you are able to receive because He wants you to receive more than you want to receive because He loves you, man. We are no more under the system. Now, will this produce license and all that? Let me tell you this. If a prostitute receives from Jesus healing, you know what? Most likely than not, she won't remain a prostitute. Rahab never remained a prostitute after God blessed her. The wonderful thing. Reach out and take the blessings of God. And when you receive the blessings of God, you cannot remain the same. The blessings of God will change you. In the Old Testament, you must, you must first change yourself, alright, become holy, then receive the blessing, which is impossible. God knew it. But God's way is better. Now God says, reach out and receive my blessings, and my blessings will change you. Amen. Amen. Look at the, uh, Peter, a hardcore uh, fisherman, an abeng, a, a Galilean abeng. <laughs> Smells of fish every night. Very fishy. <laughs> Jesus passed by, Jesus looked at him, Jesus says, let's go fishing. He says, oh, we, 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 we're tired all night, we caught nothing. Just launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. You know what? Ah, what? Because you say so, have point. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it, Lord, because you say so, okay? Now, he's very simple. Does he know the Bible well? I don't think so. Does he really know uh, 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 the things that all the theological stuff and eschatological experts and all? No, I don't think so. All the pneumatological experts. No, 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 no. That means uh, the study of the Holy Spirit. Eschatological, the study of end times. Do, do you know all this? I think he just know. <laughs> Jessica was so excited, today she went to, we brought her to somewhere for her lunch and she went to the toilet, came out, she was laughing, laughing. I said, what happened? Inside the toilet, one, one, one lady, <laughs> her first encounter with that kind of lady. She never knew such creature existed. One of the first times, one of the first times, Peter met Jesus. Alright? Jesus says, launch out your net. Uh, into the deep, let down your nets. He let down his net, and Jesus said, let down your nets. You know that, right? He let down, Lord, I, because you say so, I let down the net. That's why his net broke. Jesus, bigger things for you. Alright? So he let down the net. Oh, I put on it. And finally, he got the net breaking, boat sinking, load of fishes into the boat. The boat was sinking. Alright? The Bible didn't say sink all the way. God knows how to bless. It sink means, after the sink means, it's very heavy to show you the idea of abundance. And then what did this Abeng do? He turned around, looked at Jesus. <laughs> Go from me, I'm a sinful man. Which one came first? The repentance came first or the blessing came first? Come on. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. He has a revelation of himself. My goodness, all the revivals cannot produce this. One blessing produced it. Which one came first? The blessing is the goodness of God in the New Testament that leads people to repentance. Can I have a good amen? And that's why you don't have to worry about, about morality or character or behavior. When people receive from God, they cannot remain the same. Amen. You cannot. You just cannot. You know, a, a woman who has been healed of cancer cannot go back into prostitution when she knows Jesus Christ healed her and no one else can help her. No one else can. Jesus did. Cannot go back. Amen. Are you listening, church? So reach out and take the blessing. Alright? And know this. 
if at any point the devil comes and condemn you, he will even condemn you like this, and he'll tell you, you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. So that means what? Now there's an attack on your faith. Then you even say, even my faith is from God. God, give me, Father, the faith I need. It's by grace through faith, and that is not of myself. It's from you. It's your gift. Give me the gift of faith. It's called the gift of faith. Can I have a good amen? How not to win? You have a wonderful God. But what a price he paid, you know that? We'll never know what Jesus went through for us to be in this wonderful, blessed position. Amen? One more time. If someone comes to you tomorrow and tell you, Well, you think, you think that God heals you, huh? Are you one up? <laughs> what makes you think? How about other people that... Uh... Yeah. yeah, but I know a story where... Yeah. You, you really believe... <laughs> Praise the Lord! You're okay. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Amen. Okay, wait. Don't shout. It's me now. Okay, who qualified for it? Jesus. But who gets it? Me. Who gets the glory? God. Who gets the defeat? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We are on a foolproof way. <laughs> Amen. Jesus is the one that qualifies. But the moment the devil can bring your eyes back to yourself. You know what? You didn't do this. Huh? You lost your cool yesterday with your wife. Or this morning, remember? You said those things and you both quarreled. Now you're asking me, asking God to bless you. Who do you think you are? That's the kind of warfare we are in. Do you understand? Do you understand, church? Alright? That's where we, can, we must point back to Jesus. Did Jesus quarrel with his wife? No, he didn't. <laughs> he is my righteousness. Amen? And let me tell you this. The more you know Jesus your righteousness, the quarrel will also get lesser. But point the devil back to Jesus. See, devil? You know where's my righteousness, devil? There? See? See? At the Father's right hand. Next thing you know, devil? Devil? Where are you? <laughs> Amen? Amen? Where is your righteousness? In Jesus. Where is your holiness? In Jesus. Where is your health? Where is the faith to believe all these things? Jesus. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't go off yet. We have another item. One last song item to bless you all as you go. Alright? Every head bowed, every eye closed. In this auditorium and also in the overflow rooms. If you are here tonight and you say, Pastor Prince, I do not know Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, but tonight I believe God has brought me here that I might be saved. Forever saved. I want to receive Jesus, Pastor, as my Savior and Lord. Pastor, if my heart stops beating at any time, right now, I've not yet received Jesus. And I don't want to live a life of uncertainty, wandering, wandering, wishy-washy, topsy-turvy, tossed to and fro. I want to live that life that Jesus promised. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So wherever you are right now, my friend, whether in this auditorium or in the overflow rooms, if you want Jesus Christ to be your Savior and Lord, right now, if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want to be in Christ where all the promises of God is yes and amen, if that is you, maybe for the first time you heard the good news tonight, but you have never received Jesus and you'd like to do so tonight, I want you right now, no one looking around, just to raise one hand real high wherever you are. 
and I'll know to pray for you. Go ahead. No one looking around. Just pray. Just lift your hands right now. Pastor, pray for me. Lift your hands. Thank you for that hand. God bless you. Anybody else? Just raise your hands now in the presence of God. Thank you for this hand, sir. God bless you. Anyone else? Pastor Prince, pray for me. Another hand. God bless you. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, sir, for this hand. God bless you richly. Is there anybody else? Pastor Prince, don't miss me. Raise your hands real high. Another hand, praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How about those in the overflow rooms? If you want Jesus, just raise your hands. Pastor Matthews is there and others, other leaders are there to acknowledge you. Just raise your hands right now. Thank you for the hand wave back there. Anybody else? Pastor, don't miss me. I want Jesus to be my Savior and Lord. Another hand. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? One last call. If you need Jesus and you are here tonight, hey, you know who brought you here tonight? God brought you here. You know why? He loves you. Thank you for this hand, sir. God bless you. He brought you here. Your friend may have invited you, but God loves you so much. God knows what you are going through and God has the answers. God has the miracles. God has the blessings. God has the promises to cause all these things to come to pass through Jesus Christ. First thing, you must be safe. In order to qualify for all these blessings, you must be in Christ. The only way is to accept Jesus Christ. One last call. If you need Jesus, wherever you are, whether in this auditorium or in the overflow rooms, I want every one of you who wants Jesus and all those who have raised your hands just now, raise your hands one more time all together. And all those who want to join them, may raise your hands now with them. All those who have raised your hands, raise your hands one more time. Raise your hands up. That's right. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up in the presence of God. In the presence of God. Keep your hands up. All right. All those who want Jesus, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want all those of you who want Jesus, all of you stand to your feet together and come to the front right now to receive Jesus. Come. Stand to your feet. Make your way to the front. Come to Jesus. Amen. Make your way right now. Don't remain seated. If you are without Christ, come to Him now. Praise the Lord. We love you. God loves you. Amen. Don't remain seated. If you want Jesus, come to Him. Amen. It's time to be saved. God bless you, sir. It's time to be saved. Praise the Lord. It's time to receive Jesus. Come on. If you didn't raise your hand, you'd like to join them, you may do so. Come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyone else? If you need Christ, come to Him right now. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Now I think there are a few more that are not out here. Now listen carefully, because of time, I want you to pray the same prayer they pray. Here comes another one, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you, man. Alright, we're going to pray a prayer right now. And all those who want Jesus, whether in this auditorium or the overflow, pray this prayer. When you pray this prayer from your heart to God, out loud, and you believe what you say, you'll be in Christ. You'll walk out of this place forever in Christ. Okay, are you ready? Now lift your hands like this. Close your eyes. Now say this after me out loud from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your great love for me. I thank you. You sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for all my sins. He took my place, my curse, my punishment. So that I'll never be punished, never be cursed, but instead blessed, accepted, made righteous by Jesus' blood. Jesus died, He was buried, but on the third day, He rose from the dead. He is alive today, and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. 
He is my God, now and forever. Father in heaven, I am now in Christ. And because I am in Christ, all your blessings are mine. I am completely forgiven, forever saved, greatly blessed, highly favored, and I'm deeply loved. Thank you. Your love for me will never change. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. God bless every one of you. Amen. Now look up here. You know what has happened to you? Right now you are in Christ. What we shared just now, you are in a place of blessing. You are no more a sinner. When God looks at you, you know what God sees? God sees His Son, Jesus, covering you. And Jesus is beautiful. And you are lovely. You are blameless. You are in God's eyes without rebuke. He cannot scold you. You are without condemnation because now you are in Christ. And God blesses you as if you are Jesus. And get ready to enjoy a life more abundant. Money cannot buy this life. And God will take care of you in every area, whether it's family life, relationships, financial health. He will be your God. He loves you very much. Okay, there's nothing God will not do for you because He loves you. Okay, all of you turn this way, follow this gentleman. He's going to spend some time with you. Okay, God bless every single one of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, praise the Lord. What a time to celebrate. Last night we had 13 souls. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tonight we have seven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we give to the Lord before we leave.